Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Corey Baumeister. What is up? Bro. Oh, sorry. It's actually Corey B underscore MTG. I, I don't go by Ballmeister anymore. So if you could uh, address me by my proper name, that would be very helpful. So when when you're doing podcasting and like this is an improv rule, okay. um, I'm going to I'm going to educate you on some improv. Uh, you're supposed to do yes and not no and. Mm, you're also supposed to so be correct when you're on a podcast as well. So I was just trying to help you that out. That is you know? totally not true. <laughs> I don't know if you know anything about media these days. <laughs> But you don't have to be right about anything. That's true. You just got to say things and then just accept them. And, and other with people confidence. will accept them as well. Yeah. And if anyone disagrees with you, they're wrong. Hey, that checks out to me. But Bradley, I'm doing good. No real complaints. I've, you know, just moved into uh, our new home as of like the last three or four days. So I've been doing then nothing why, but why unpacking Why are you podcasting from my house? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. This Actually, Brad, this is my winter home. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's well, been good. I'm pretty sure the new place should be your winter home because of all those air conditioning issues you've been having. No, that's why it's the summer home because it's so hot. You know, even in the winter, it's probably going to be a summer <laughs> home. <laughs> that's a podcast topic for another day. The struggles of homeowning in four days already. That's uh, That's the bonus content. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for later. All yes. right. Well, for anyone that's listening to this on a social media platform, you can find and follow us at Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And or. You can listen to all of them at the same time and just try it out. You know? I, I, I highly suggest that, actually. Exactly. Like, if you sync it all up, it might just sound the same as if you listen to it on one platform. So that sounds pretty cool. If you sync it all up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So today our topic is going to be on Standard 2022, mm -hmm. a format that I've been playing a ton. We did it on Versus this week. I'm writing about it. A lot of people on SCG are writing about it this week. Yeah, it's um, fun. Yeah, it's a very fun format. But uh, since the Book of Exalted Deeds just got banned in Standard 2022, right before we did this podcast, mm -hmm. we wanted to bring in someone who will roughly see the same amount of play in the upcoming format. And that is none other than Brian Brown doing. <laughs> Hello, Brian Brown. How's it going? Great. I'm glad that you asked. I wasn't going to say anything <laughs> until you did. Uh, it is going <laughs> acceptably, to be completely honest. So, oh, that good? Acceptably, that that is kind of the the times yeah. these days, right? It's it's, it's, it's just acceptable. <laughs> You're having a good day, then, Brian. Huh? It is going mediumly, if I do say Ooh. so myself. Ooh, excellent. In the words of the the wise uh, Bo Burnham, mm -hmm. I am not doing good. <laughs> <laughs> and also in the wise words of Bo Burnham, I'm feeling like a piece of shit, you know? Big old duffel bag of shit. <laughs> oh, man, that special was crazy, y'all. I, I loved it, then was concerned, then loved it again, and then back to concerned. Oh yeah, it is. It is a wild <laughs> ride. I, bet, I don't. You probably haven't watched it yet, Brian, but it is worth your time if you ever do. Yeah, I, I I should watch it. The one, the couple clips that you showed me, felt like he had a very similar mental space that I was at myself. So <laughs> probably would yeah, enjoy it was it. like the arc. <laughs> yeah, it was like the arc of all of us in COVID. I feel from uh, being locked up. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're going to be talking about standard 2022. But before we get to that, we have to announce 
our new sponsor of the Bash Bros podcast, everyone. We got a new sponsor. Ooh, so, yeah, speaking of nice, I'm drinking a nice cup of Joe right now. Dude, I'm also cracking yeah, over and- a cold Giant Pepsi. So happy they finally got us. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, our sponsor is Pearl Street Game and Coffee House in Jefferson, Indiana. That's very close to Louisville. Um, and they, they were so wonderful enough that they sent us coffee that they brew in-house. And we're all oh, drinking yeah. a little bit of that. I'm trying out some of that Honduran Morazon. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, I think Morazon. Yeah, it is good. I'm a and fan. I am drinking Full City Roast. Also don't know how to pronounce that. So. Ooh, uh. <laughs> Honestly, though, I've heard I've heard one crazy thing about Full City Roast. I've heard it's like twice as good as Half City Roast, but like not as good as 2x Full City Roast. But, you know, still, that's high praise. It's no double city. That's that All is right. true. Well, you can yeah. find their website at <laughs> www.gameandcoffee.com. I can't even believe that's not taken. Yeah. No. Well, it is taken out. Yeah. Obviously. Well, now it's taken by them. But you know, like I just like saw that. that you know, like every single time I try to make a website or try to use a new tag, I just I have to add weird stuff. Put a game and coffee. Yeah. I bet games and coffee was taken. I'm gonna yeah. guess that. But yeah, gameandcoffee.com will take you to their uh, store's website. Now, currently, uh, this they specialize their coffee shop plus uh, game house. Mm-hmm. And so they have a bunch of board games available, seating while you while you uh, drink and eat from their cafe. No, Brad, it's board um, game. They only have one board yeah. game. They only play one other game, one game per category. It's not games and coffee. And it's also not <laughs> coffees. You you are limited to yeah. one. Uh, to drink. Yeah, they have, they have seventy five game while you drink coffee. <laughs> one coffee bean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, but it's, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you derailed me. Now you, now you go. You go, Corey. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just so jittered from this uh, hundred <laughs> Marzan. There's um, a lot of caffeine in this. It really is. No, I, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to the owner earlier, and it's just super close to Louisville when it comes to uh, like SCGs being back there. So I'm gonna have to stop in and uh, play play one game and drink some coffee. Drink a coffee. Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah, and currently their their coffee beans are not for sale online. I was kind of sad about that, but if there's a bunch of interest, they might be able to. So if you mm-hmm. are interested uh, and in the area, go check the store out. And if not, you can uh, go check their website and email them and say I'm interested in their coffee because it is pretty tasty. It is tasty. And if you have any problems with this coffee shop at Shaheen Sarani, uh, and just let him know, and he'll of course take care of it there. Uh, I have a problem not with the coffee shop, but um, I feel like there was a slight betrayal here. You guys asked me to be a special guest on the podcast saying that you had finally landed a Diet Pepsi sponsorship. Turns out that mm. was a fucking lie. So, yeah. Well, only someone super gullible would have believed that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we put LOL at the end of it. You know, I mean, I thought that was pretty clear that we were kidding. I thought that was love out loud, which is what I do daily. <laughs> Not laugh out loud. Love Just out loving loud. out loud. Yeah, I misunderstood. Uh, guess that's yeah, on me. That's Doesn't feel like it, but I guess that's on me. So, yep. How dare you? <laughs> All but right, yeah. but anyway, anyway, thank you so much for Pearl Street Game and Coffee House uh, for sponsoring the podcast, and uh, we look forward to stopping by forever in the area. Yeah, and go play some magic there. They do FNM and stuff like that there, which uh, is sweet. The only thing better that they can do is have coffee and beer. So at the start of your FNM, you start drinking coffee, and by the end, 
have a couple IPAs or something, you know? That's the dream. Just so everyone knows, it is against the terms of service of Wizards of the Coast to be uh, inebriated while playing their card game Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Then, all right. Okay. Just, just so you know, the opinions of Corey Valmeister do not represent the opinions of the Bash Bros podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Because or the Wizards of the Coast and as a whole. Yeah. Because the rest of y'all are squares. Okay. Just squares. <laughs> and Corey lost his commentating gig dang all it right. so we had a good run <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so so today's topic we're actually gonna be talking about standard 2022 it's a it's a hot topic lately and I finally sunk my teeth into this format I kind of feel like I've got the pillars down um and there's also like some pushes to other things one of which is actually I've got I forgot I was gonna forget this I probably should have but I want to pull out my soapbox for a minute. Y'all y'all okay? It's going to be more than a minute. Hop in your car, man. Drive away. I'm going to drink this coffee. I got so. the uh I got the stopwatch right. going. Let's 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 hear it. One. Okay. All right. Two. Well, the, three. No, oh, this is your just Okay. Sorry. I go ahead. <laughs> I don't have enough caffeine in my system yet for you, Corey. Calm down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, this is a very me thing, right? So, so none of you are actually, it's not going to pertain to any of you, mm. um, but I still want to vent about it because the gauntlets uh, structures have been uh, posted in the last week. I, I noticed this last week after we recorded. And so this for, for, for you, Brian, you'll probably uh, don't know this yet or unless you did read into it. Oh, I, I know, did. I, I, I read it. Oh, perfect. Okay. You're caught up. So the structure for the MPL gauntlet is three rounds of standard, three rounds of historic on day one, three rounds of standard, oh, three rounds of historic on day two. Does that sound familiar to literally every other tournament we've played this entire season? Checks out. Yes. Yep. But it's 24 people. It's cutting to 16 on day one and then cutting to top eight on day two. So a person that goes to four, odds are you're going to be eliminated from the tournament. On day one, but seven five is probably going to top eight. So day one is going to be eliminating people that still have a chance of making top eight. But also, if multiple people are tied for 16th place, there is a tiebreaker. For example, if 16th and 17th are tied um, at two and four, what which have they you. probably will be with uh, only six rounds of magic being played. Yeah. And and with with two people at two four, they will play a playoff. But if there's a third people in the a third person in the mix on 18th, that person's just automatically out. They don't get a chance to re redeem themselves by playing a match. So that's so the the to Effectively, or? the Shahar Shanhar, Shahar got eliminated from the MPL uh, with that exact same tiebreaker system. Wow. Yeah. He, yeah, and so, yeah. well, Shahar's in the MPL. I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Earlier in the yeah, season, the same weekend that I got this season, relegated yeah. to rivals, he also got relegated. There was a three way tie for two. two there was a three way tie for two people who were getting relegated. Shahar just got auto relegated due to tiebreakers, which are pretty much incredibly arbitrary. And then after they uh, eliminated him, the remaining two players played a playoff to see who would also get relegated. Which, wow. So you just have to hope you're in either the, you know, 16th or 17th place if you're an 18th. Well, you, you, you know, win more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, win more. But yeah, that 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 seems rough. 
It seems like tiebreakers uh, should not dictate a cut unless you're actually mathematically cut from top eight. It is basically your concern. I mean, one, right? of, one of the I mean, basic fundamentals of tournaments is that you should never eliminate people who are still in line to win who the can tournament. Still win. Who can still yeah. win the tournament. Yeah. Don't eliminate somebody who can still win a tournament. Only eliminate people once they are unable to win the tur- the event anymore. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's even it's compounded on that. That's a, just a obvious, right? That that should just always be something that matters. But this is also a tournament that comes that is played the weekend before the next set comes on an arena, where standard will completely rotate, and the formats are standard and historic. So we will be playing this like year old standard format on the literal last weekend. It's possible. I mean, are you surprised at this point? Isn't that how they've all been? Well, I'm not. I, I, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not fucking surprised at all. But what 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 it is is that it's just this is just the biggest display of laziness I've ever seen. Yeah. Why is there the this the gauntlets when they first announced the gauntlets? I thought that they had the potential of being the actual coolest tournaments we've ever experienced. Yeah, and now they are just worn out formats plus. Swiss when it's a 24 person tournament no thought I mean there probably was thought that put into it but not enough to where you can do so many cool structures with a 24 person tournament Mm -hmm. this could have been designed where you make top eight at x wins and you're eliminated at x losses you know and it could have been like this very structured tournament instead it's six rounds of swiss that tiebreakers can be baldwin that's so fucking lazy well no it is an x amount of wins x amount of losses get you grant auto in or autoed out like there there is a clause for that like it's it's when you hit nine wins you're auto in uh the top four seven losses you're auto out i i, I read up on this yesterday is the only reason i know but okay yes because because the, there's no jumps in prizes on those spots and yeah. they don't want they don't want <laughs> matches to you. They don't want you to be scooping or yeah. beating people. Out Somebody who's ten zero playing against someone, they could just concede or it could get shady. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they don't want those situations. But but in a Swiss, it's moot because mm-hmm. like you could fix that by just having a structure that yeah. all the matches are effectively like playing out in a way that everything's just deterministic. Mm-hmm. The only reason you're eliminating someone at nine wins is so that they can't like weird gray area situations can arise. The only thing that's Uh, a little awkward when it comes to just putting the MPL rivals gauntlet to the weekend after is that you also have the challenger gauntlet, which is a month before where they're playing a different format. You know, it it seems kind of weird to do. I don't know if that's like weird as in super bad and you shouldn't do it, but having the challenger gauntlet as this standard format and then the MPL rivals gauntlet as the next one, um, you know, maybe that I, I still think that's better personally because it's just a week's different to have really cool formats and something that everybody's going to watch. Like, let's say if this um, your last league weekend was modern with Modern Horizons 2 coming out, we would have got so many more views. It would have been outrageous. Like it, it just seemed like a slam dunk if we did that uh, for the last league weekend. And it, it'd be the same for the MPL rivals. If we put new standard in, people would love it. We'd get four times the viewer viewership. You would need a little bit more runway than just the, the next weekend. Cause then it would only be out for like a two days. Yeah. And, and they're worried about bugs and things like that. So yeah. I don't even think that's the fix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the general scheduling, but also you can't, you have to have the, the 
the challenger gauntlet early because some people in the challenger gauntlet will qualify for other gauntlets. Exactly. So that's why it's kind of awkward if they play a different format and then qualify for the next gauntlet and it's a different format. I mean, they're still magic players. They're still going to test for it. So it's not that bad, but that, that does create a little bit of weirdness. I, I don't know. I, mean, I, for one, think it's incredibly fitting that the uh, tournament that determines whether people go to Worlds and get a minimum of $50,000 per player um 80 isn't it no it's 50 oh. plus five minimum for yeah, the price oh, yeah. okay gotcha gotcha is uh playing a stale format that everyone else has already <laughs> moved on from i don't know it's just exactly yeah what every tournament we played this entire year was so to me it, it's i think it's a fitting send-off oh, it's, just, it's uh, a perfect send-off it yeah. is it is a it is a beautiful send-off um <laughs> it, well, it, it really is honestly very well like, loved mpl rivals uh you know <laughs> it's like people people love it it's like it was like firefly people just they you know it had it was short-lived but everyone loved it and we're you know 10 you know it's looking back nostalgic on it and it's just Wait, whoa, 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 did you say Firefly or Fire Festival? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, because Firefly was a good show. <laughs> yeah, the prize right? the, the prize support was Fire Festival, but the good gameplay was Firefly, you know? Like everyone loved it. They loved it. So Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I just I'm I'm actually mad about it because like mm-hmm. it's 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 a this is actually a culmination of every single thing that was like bad about previous systems in the last three years, all culminated into one tournament. Like outdated format, a structure that we have seen previously. Even MC Five had a tiebreaker system yeah. that, like, if I, for example, if I took I was second out on breakers to make day two, if I made day two and the the rest of the season played out the way it did. I would have gotten to Worlds and Paula wouldn't have, you know? Like, that tiebreaker was the points I needed to get to Worlds. Um, obviously, that's a lot of, like, what what is it? What aboutism? Like, obviously, that's not how things yeah. play out. But, like, I mean, it wasn't I that still far lost. from playing out that way, you know? That definitely, I, I know. Yeah. And, like, and, and, tie, and then they were like, okay, we cannot do this for seven. It was terrible. And now we're here, and it's doing like, it we're getting that. We're and mm-hmm. doing it again. And it's like, if this comes up in a negative way, that's terrible. But one of the things that there's a little push for, and I think it's interesting, LSV commented to me on on Twitter about it today, that he, he asked Wizards to just change it from standard to standard 2022. Give us a best of three on Arena and let us play that format instead. Because now we're highlighting the cards that aren't rotating. It's a yeah. way more fresh format because like Corey brought up to me, we played a, we played a few Is It Mirrors together here. Like I was playing in an inside esports tournament and it was the first day of the set. And the, 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 is it mirrors are really cool. Yeah. They're fun. Um, and he's like, you know, what's great about this. There's no fucking sharks. It's not all yeah. about who draws more sharks. You yeah. actually have to resolve your spells and you have to play around things. Yeah. Otherwise it was like, Oh, you drew three sharks and you cycled a three, three into a four, four into a five, five without them being able to counter anything. You win. It's over. You know, and then every single game turns into that. Like I have to bring in brazen borrows for your sharks and counter spells to make sure your big haymakers don't resolve. And yeah, it's just it's not fun. I was definitely I'm definitely sick of the shark typhoon and just old standard, to be honest. But yeah, I was. Yeah, I think that would be an awesome fix, to be honest. I didn't hate adventures as much as everyone else did, but I was sick of shark typhoon the before I played a game with it. Like, yeah, that and the great henge, you know, just I actually. 
Yeah, I once once Lucky Clover got out and it wasn't so spell based. I actually thought the adventure package was very good, but not too dominant. Um, but what what I what I super disliked was the Great Hinge, Ember Cleave, Emergent Ultimatum, and Shark Typhoon. I just yeah. those cards. I'm so sick of playing. Yeah. Yep, agreed. One hundred percent agreed. I thought Shark Typhoon was fun. very fun if you were casting the card for six mana, and incredibly unfun if you were cycling it. Yeah, it was it was a fan favorite as far as Twitch chat goes when we were doing coverage. It was whenever a hard cast going, Twitch chat went absolutely crazy. You know, that was always oh, fun. But... Oh, Brian, you probably didn't hear about this because you weren't in the last league. So I played Ray Saito in the last okay. league weekend. And our historic deck was a teamer. Um, uh, creativity. What Creativity deck where you got um, comas. Okay. And and I had I had four sharks in the main because that's one of the ways to get a token into yeah. play. And I played against Raisida, who was playing the green white or the Bant Angels deck, which is like almost impossible to interact with. It's a really I think it's a bad matchup in the sense of if their creatures are in play. But I, you know you have memory lapses and you have some things. And he also had four decree of silence, so I couldn't coma him. So my plan was to slow him down long decree enough to, to stick a shark. So I, or not decree of silence. What's the Stone and silence the the exile make tr uh investigate make clues. It's from the Innistrad block. Colorless white sorcery exile a creature and all creatures that share a name. Oh, decoration and stone. stone. Yeah. Decoration and stone. Yeah, decoration and stone. And um, so he had four of those, so I couldn't coma. But so I, I made a plan, and in game three, I resolved the shark, and then I um, I played expressive iteration, hit another shark, cast it. So now I have two sharks in play. Uh, and then I kicked uh, the the flashback card, and I ended up with like forty fucking sharks in play. Jeez! <laughs> and he and he was and he was hell bent, so he didn't have the the stone. And I still didn't kill him the next turn because he was at like sixty life <laughs> and had like ten angels. It was pretty sweet. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but I, I that was that was like my my biggest like shark going off moment in my life. <laughs> like I thought my I was playing on my laptop at Corey's house. I thought my computer might crash when I saw all the shark triggers. <laughs> like it took like two minutes to resolve everything. Yeah, I, I had not seen sharks going off like that since Jaws, to be honest. <laughs> shark no shark yeah, NATO, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was shark yeah, week so, for Brad, and it really was a week to resolve all those triggers. So yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. I was so scared that that I was just hoping that that like warning it's like if you do not stop what you're doing, the game will end in a draw. Yeah, it's like yeah the, I think they might have did they get rid of that? They might, I, they, I definitely didn't hit it, and I was hoping that they did. But at first second, I'm in a match that could matter. No, y'all, they just ban those when it, when it could end that way. You know, is that, as we it, saw it, with today's announcement. Say, is that what happens when you use Book of the of Exalted Deeds on uh, <laughs> on a Faceless Haven? It tells you if you don't stop what you're gonna do. If you don't stop what you're doing, this game will end in a draw. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's, let's actually talk about that. So today's announcement was a banning of the Book of Exalted Deeds. Now, the reason that this is getting banned is because there's a pretty easy uh, interaction that you animate a Faithless Haven, which is an angel, and then you put the counter from Exalted Deeds onto it, which says that now that token is on a land, and there's not a lot of ways to interact with lands, especially in Best of One, if yeah. any. And, well, there are like three ways to interact with it, but no one plays them. Like, and what? 
Like Field of Ruin, I guess, is banned, or that's gone. That's rotated, right? So, well, there's two ways I know work. There is cleansing wildfire, right? Cleansing wildfire. There is the tap land. So the one of the last sets had lands that were monocolor but had multicolor activations. And the red one was um, like three colorless, red, red, green, destroy a land, make a four, four. Oh, yep. Yep. And then I I think Lithoblight interacts with it because it says it loses all abilities, but maybe the token is what has the ability. I think uh, Lithoblight would work because if no you idea. if you Lithoblight like Urza Saga or you Alpine Moon or Spreading Seas Urza Saga, it goes away. You would think it would be the same kind of thing. But like, yeah, like, I, yeah, yeah. I have no idea, but it's it doesn't matter more because they banned it. But this is the <laughs> first ban I've ever seen of a card that a I've never played in in a format that I'm actually playing in. Like I never played against it. And B before the set even comes out, <laughs> the pre-releases this weekend. I just signed Amber and I up for two at a giant on Sunday, and they banned a card. <laughs> Wasn't there another one that was about that fast as well? Like it was like one week after, and I think Omnath was banned. It was either Omnath or no, Omnath was around for way yeah, longer. Yeah, it was around. For oh, a there while. was some card that was like right away though, but I, I cannot remember exactly what it was. Memory jar. I know, I know that they pre. Memory jar. <laughs> they preemptively banned something in the last five years. I don't even yeah. remember what it was. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't that. tell you. And I think it was in modern or something. And they preemptively banned like lightning bolt and a bunch of other stuff in historic. But I, I know that's not. No, what you're it, was, about. it was like it, it, yeah, it was like an artifact from like four or five years ago. I don't remember what it was. Oh, um, memory like, jar. Yeah, memory jar. Yeah. Now isn't yeah. that the story that they banned memory jar like the the week of the pre-release or something like that? It was so busted. <laughs> There's like we know we screwed this one up. Or like, <laughs> I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was like it, people were like uh, turn turn one or turn two killing with it or something like pretty consistently. But that was that was back when the, they they had those kind of kills for years, right? I don't think so. Bunch of decks. I'm pretty sure there was a memory jar deck that I saw win a pro tour too. Maybe maybe I'm misremembering. I don't. Know. We need we need to get a historian in here. <laughs> yeah yeah. We're just we all old. Yeah, we need a, we need a story. Yeah. God, we should, we should have a week where we get Kai. <laughs> I I mean it. We should bring Kai in and just have a soapbox rant. It's like the top 10 <laughs> things that annoy Kai. That's just the title. <laughs> yeah. He'd be in. I know he would. Oh, yeah. Kai loves, loves to complaining complain. about stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be a fun episode. Yeah, it'd be a lot better yeah. than the current special guest we usually get, Brad. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, so let's actually talk about let's the special guest. talk about now, Fuck you, I'm... Corey. Don't you ever talk shit about the special <laughs> guest again. <laughs> All right, yeah, standard 22. I was taking, standard 22. I was taking sorry, a drink. Standard 2022. I was taking a drink of coffee and just spit it all over my keyboard, you asshole. <laughs> I laughed way too I'm hard. So sorry. I'm completely I, I misspoke. I meant standard 2022 as well. It was just a, oh, slip, okay. it was a slip of the tongue. It was my mistake. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I just did with the coffee, and I slip of the tongue. <laughs> All right, let's all talk right, so, about it. So to but, to but first to a word from our sponsor. <laughs> all right, now standard twenty twenty two. Oh, I, I I didn't know that Pearl Street Game and Coffee House did uh, cold brew mm. cans. I didn't either. <laughs> okay, so 
Uh, real quick to catch everyone up, Standard 2022 is a format on Arena. It came out last week. It only includes Zendikar Rising, Cult Time, Strixhaven, and Dungeons of Dragons. The new set, whatever, it's Realms of the Forgotten. Um, and it also, just so everyone knows, the best of one queues in Standard also allow the new player Arena set. Uh, it's just, it's got a few Goblin cards in it, so there is a Monterey Goblin Dex there. But if you play in let's say inside esports so part of our cast and crew they have tournaments and they ran quite a few this past weekend they do not allow those cards because technically those cards are all only allowed in best of one and the tournaments online are best of three but then jeff hoogland wanted to run them but they weren't legal with the melee system it was kind of annoying <laughs> you know it was truly like it's mm -hmm. like you know we did this thing where it's like okay let's support 2022 and then everyone's like i need this i don't want this and it's like oh god what did we do <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished no. just go straight to 2023 just give up on 2022 no already. good deeds go unpunished what about exalted deeds yeah <laughs> yeah exactly they, they, then they banned exalted deeds and flats is like why does wizards hate us like now it's like do we have to ban this card because it's a best of three format but they only want it for the, you know but no one's going to want to test exalted deeds on arena until they have a best of three q if it's legal so it's just this like format with a lot of stupid complexity at least standard <laughs> straight up and sucks yeah <laughs> yeah standard we know what to expect and we just don't like it yeah, so. yeah you know what you're gonna get from mcdonald's man like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But so, uh, but anyway, the format um, is starting to to kind of find itself, at least the shells. So in week one, we saw an Is It Dragons deck. Let's talk about Is It Dragons real quick, which was, uh, I wouldn't say the best deck anymore, but the first deck that got very popular. Yeah. And that's just because it was kind of a straight port over. It was the adventures got were removed from the deck, but you still had Frostbite, Expressive Iteration, saw it coming. Behold the Multiverse, and then both the dragons, including now Imrith as another one, <laughs> mm -hmm. and Alrin's Epiphany. And Goldspan Dragon, in my opinion, is the, the most powerful card in the format. I would agree. So, you would agree? Yeah. I think Goldspan yeah. Dragon is just seems insane. You know, it's in, it's in a lot of the top performing decks. You know, maybe like three of these initial pillars. And just, just seems like the best card. It was the best card from Coldheim. Um, or from Keldheim, so it, it makes sense that it's just so the best. Goldspin Dragon is the best card in the format. Looks at looks immediately at this is it decklist that only plays three copies. <laughs> well, yeah. this this was a decklist I'm trying because I'm trying to infuse uh Battle of Frost and Fire in the main deck mm -hmm. to to kind of interact with mono green. Yeah. But this is just yeah, this is just my list that I'm testing right now. Um, and I wanted to draw the the blue dragon more. Yeah, and I mean, looking at this, I actually like like a three two split like you have here because you do have that option when your opponent clearly has mana open to interact, and you just jam you know the blue dragon, and it's like yeah, good luck. Now they're on the back foot. They're like okay, I'll wait for you to attack next turn, and then if you don't attack, like then they're just wasting turn after turn, and you're this powerful blue deck that is fine sitting back. You know? Oh man, I outplayed yeah. Corian versus with this deck so well. Yeah. Just sat on my blue dragon, and then there was a turn after a frost and fire where I played a goldspan dragon, shot it with Prismari command, mm -hmm. and made a treasure so that I could all runs epiphany and I got to loot twice off of battle and stuff. Oh, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. It was pretty disgusting. Who still won the show? But so yeah, now we're playing we're, we're now playing blue eyes white dragon and magic. What has yeah, pretty much what is even happening much. anymore? I mean, I know things have gotten crazy in the last 
few years, but I don't know. Icing of death, whatever, you know, has blue eyes and it's a white dragon. So I think that truly is the blue eyes white dragon. So it's just from it's from Game of yeah. Thrones. So. It kind of looks like it too, yeah. What are we talking about? I'm already I'm even lost and I'm talking about icing. It's Corey started talking about icing death having blue eyes. And I made yeah. a reference to Game, and it's of, a white dragon. Game of Thrones. I don't know if you've ever heard of that TV show. It it was popular for a time and then nobody ever talked about it again. Because the last <laughs> season was so bad, everyone's just like, I will never speak of this again. Yeah. And we will dust it it's under like, the we've rug. We've all seen this, but we <laughs> shall never talk of it again. <laughs> Dude, it is kind of crazy how that was just so much in pop culture and then they ruined it so bad that people just wanted to forget. <laughs> It's wild. Yeah, it is pretty uh, wild. But yeah, I forgot about icing death frost dying because I think you're the only person that talks about it, Corey. <laughs> I mean, I've only, I, I've only tried it once and it, it was decent, but that was in standard when all these, you know, mono white snow cards were available. And it doesn't seem like it's the same in standard 2022, no. right? I mean, it seems... But yeah, I haven't I played a lot. I've been moving, so... It seems like it would be pretty I'm good in a deck with like... Um, what is that frost? What is that land that becomes a three, a four, three vigilance? Faceless yeah, hand, and yeah. then that that book. Um, book of exalted <laughs> deeds. Oh my god! Oh my god! Get out of here! <laughs> We're gonna call but you yeah. Mister Deeds after this podcast. <laughs> so one of the cards that super impressed me is Dragon's Fire. Uh, this card is just awesome. And is it dragons? Because it's another burn spell. But it also can just deal higher amounts of damage. Pair it with a Goldspan Dragon in your hand, you can kill another Goldspan Dragon. And that's that's great as an instant speed four mana or two mana spell. So mm -hmm. that card's been awesome. This main deck struggles. So best of one, um, the biggest problem is it's got going is that a lot of the cards you want in the mirror or against like Demir Control are not the cards you want against Monogreen Agra. Yeah. It's the same problem that any mid-range deck has gotten. Um, and usually mid-range is not going to be good enough, Or, but this is kind of more of a control deck, and it's got Allrun's Epiphany that's super powerful effect in in, in a mm -hmm. quote-unquote block format-esque. Um, but at the same time, Mono Green can just get under you, so this deck is much stronger in best of three when you play it in a tournament setting, but on, on Arena, it, it struggles because of Mono Green, and that's just the best of one rules. We learned that back in 2019 when we played in the Invitational, that... You kind of want to be completely dedicated one way or yep. the other. Mm. Yep. And and is it dragons really stumbles there because it it just doesn't have enough early game removal. It doesn't have as many sweepers. And if you play mm. a bunch of this removal and sweepers, then the Demir control decks that are more focused on control will have less dead cards. Yeah, there. best of yeah. one magic is not really a good reflection of best of three. And it's best of one is all about playing a, a deck with a linear strategy that doesn't he hedge. Um, yeah, or totally agree. And oftentimes they do hinge, but they definitely don't hedge. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not and, in 2022. And that, and that gets us to the best deck in the format. And what I would suggest anyone coming into the format, if you can afford all the cards on arena and want to jump into this, play mono green aggro. Um, it's I just don't so have a, clean. Yeah, and this list is is trying to support a little bit for Brian. I just have a, a deck list yep. up here. This is just the Crokey's deck with a few changes of mind just because I want to try stuff out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Crokey's kind of broke the mold on day two with just this four four of every good green card. And the deck has Despair Sentinels, Swarm Shambler at, at one, 
Blizzard Brawl for later for fighting. And then the powerhouses from the new set in uh, Ranger Class and Werewolf Pack Leader. Mm-hmm. But then you also have Kazandu Mammoth, Old Growth Troll, and then uh, Azika's Chariot to top things off. And then you can play, you know, Tango Fleer Hordron or Kapili Ambush. The deck gets mm-hmm. eight creature lands in Faithless Haven and Lair uh, of the Hydra, but also it gets like access to 32 true lands because you play so many double face cards that are fi- efficient. So mm-hmm. you, and you have a mana sink in Rangers class when you flood out. Um, and it just makes the or stack pack later or pack later, but Rangers class is kind of messed up. Yeah. And so, so you get this like great engine, very proactive, has resilient threats, has the ability to gain card advantage. This is just above and beyond the best deck. Um, and, there are a few decks that can can compete with it and pray against it and might even have good matchups against it, but they're very focused on what they have to do to beat it. And I also just think Azika's Chariot is one of the top 10 cards in this format too, and it was so shadowed by Lovestruck Beast and just Sulta Ultimatum. Ultimatum just going way over the top of an effect like that. I, I think that card is similar to like Limerith where... You know, when people are ready to interact with it, you just don't crew it, attack with the the cats and stuff. And you you really put your opponent in a tough spot. But when there was five, five three mana five fives running around and decks that were going way, way over the top, that card just wasn't good enough to see stock four of play. But I think that is going to be one of the the better cards in the format. Wouldn't you think, bro? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that, that the card is amazing. Even in yeah. this deck, you can make... You also can make four fours with old growth troll. And I've mm. I've played in other decks where I get treasures. Um it actually there's so many good things for this card and, and this deck. It is <laughs> nice to see a gnarled professor in a deck though, because I I think that card is I, I I don't know. I felt like that card is, is pretty powerful. Like it's it's like a five four trample for four that I don't know draws like sixty percent of a card or whatever. I don't know percent of mm-hmm. a card it draws yeah, but like yeah. it i mean if that card just said draw a card on it, it would be obscene and if you can yes. play enough stuff that's good enough to where it's close to drawing a card it's it's pretty good i think like mm-hmm. yeah i mean not it wasn't in the original list not everyone plays it i'm trying so what what i've been doing lately um with my research in the format is i'm trying to add learn to every deck to see if it's worth it for best of one and just because if you have access to cyborg, why not utilize it? Like yeah. divide by zero is a card. I'm trying and is it as well because it's it's good in Demir control just because it can get you a few things. But is it also is kind of a combo deck, so it doesn't utilize the cards as well. But I saw a mono green mirror won. It won one of the inside esports tournaments because it Nara professor for mascot expedition. And the board was so stalled that it was just the two one flyer. Attacking for three, attacking for four, attacking for five. That did it. Yes. Kind of awesome, yeah. It's just that, yeah, that's that's what won the game. And so, um, yeah, I think that this is the best deck to start learning, start playing. It is getting preyed on a little bit. Um, and that's by by a deck that is next, and it's my favorite deck. Oh, I, yeah, I was playing Mono Green, and I got shit on by this deck. So I started doing research, and I just found out that my opponent was just streaming after Office TTV, um was streaming this deck with like a 20 and 2 record and so i asked for the deck list uh he shipped it i i gifted five subs and i went start playing and this deck is phenomenal so this is a mardu sacrifice deck i'm just going to name all the cards in it uh there's four eye twitch 
to rebirth the, oh, the double face card. I, I don't I don't mean to interrupt, but are you suggesting that I Twitch is better than Galazeth <laughs> Prismari in, in this format? Uh, why? Why? What do you mean? Why? Oh shit! Oh yeah! <laughs> you remember that? I do, I do, I do. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me a second. It took oh, me a second. Oh, that took me a second too. I was like, "What are you so talking for, about?" For full yeah. context, uh, Brad made a tweet talking about how bad iTwitch was in standard. Um, Andrew Cunio, who had registered iTwitch in the league weekend, ended up performing better than a lot of us who were playing. Is it? With like, is it dragons with uh, Gal Galazeth Prismari in it? And so he made a tweet, basically taking a pot shot at Brad. So now that Brad <laughs> is toting I Twitch as uh, being a better deck than the blue red deck, I don't know. She's on fair, the other foot. To be so. fucking fair. To be fair, he brought it up on social media i made an itwitch joke he brought it up and i told him i can see it immediately because there is no fight in this dom anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i gave up you did, you did. You, you threw in the towel before the match was even thrown down like no i threw in the towel before the response to the response could be made on social <laughs> <Yeah>. media <laughs> um but yeah so this deck is a martyr sacrifice deck it has four itwitch Four Shambling uh, Giant, four Fireblade Charger, four Deadly Dispute, which is the the um, colorless black instant sacrifice a creature, draw two cards, create a treasure, two Hunt for specimens, four, what is the card? Colleen, I think is how you pronounce it. Colleen, um, I which think, is, yep. Yeah, which is the red, black, one, two, that creates a treasure, and then whenever you use treasure mana on creatures, it uh, puts counters on them. Mm -hmm. Four Exodus, which is the colorless white, black, black, 2-4 double strike that returns creatures, but the backside of it is that ridiculous spell that's like six mana, red, black. You can sack creatures to reduce the cost of it. It makes a 3-6 that has haste and they sacrifice creature. Four showdown of the skulls. Um, two, what is that card called again? Uh, yeah, I the, can't uh, remember. The 5-3-X. Uh, yeah, I, can't, I yeah. can't read I can't read on our sheet, so I'm just pulling it up. Uh, two Orcus, Prince of the Undeath, which is the X to be black, red, five, three that has flying trample. And then you can either wrath the board or get a bunch of creatures back. And then four Goldspan Dragons, mm -hmm. uh, eight, 12 Pathways, eight, uh, four, two Shatter Cell Smashings and eight basic lands with a sideboard of all of the uh, the learn cards you need in Varn Pronto uh, Sciences, two Necrotic Fumes, uh, start from scratch, two Pest Summoning and one Mascot Exhibition. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this deck sometimes gets run over. I, I do. I can keep talking about this to fill you guys in because I've been playing a lot. So this deck can sometimes get run over my mono green. But if you're ahead, you can also do really disgusting things like go turn one shambling giant, turn two deadly dispute, turn three goldspan dragon. Um, you can also just play Kalein into Exodus, so you have a three five double striker on turn three. Oh yeah. Uh, and I did think for a while, like I, I I thought about putting removal in the deck, but the problem with removal is. It's very snowball-y, so if Monogreen gets way ahead, one removal spell's not catching you up. You kind of just need your engine to do your engine thing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what you want out of Best of One Magic. And so the deck altogether, like, it just functions really well. You can also do really, really cool things with Showdown and Kalein with your Fireblade Chargers. Like, you can make them 2-2s and then sacrifice them so they kill a 2-2. You can even make them way bigger and fireball them off a of Sacrifice. Yeah, um, and I, I just love... <laughs> 
Goldsman Dragon and Showdown together too. Like they they curve pretty nicely into each other. But also I think the coolest interaction is just Kalein with Goldspan Dragon in play, where you get to sack that, up. where you get to sack the treasure for two mana and then it puts two counters on something. Like when I when I heard that interaction, I was like, this deck really just has a lot of cool connecting pieces. Yeah, there was a turn where I had Clay in play and I played a gold span, then sacked three treasures and made a 9 9 gold span. <laughs> and then you, uh, did you mutate onto it? <clears throat> Get back in <laughs> no, the thing or whatever? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, this this is by far the most fun I've had played in this format. And it is a deck that people should try. I'm going to have it in my article on SCG today. It comes out today on SCG, so you can go take a look at the list there. You can, you can bug me, or you can just go to After Office TTV. You'll find them on social media. They posted about their deck. It's nothing secret or, you know, anything. Yeah, yeah honestly, with, with moving this last week, I haven't been able to play nearly as much Magic as I usually do. I haven't been able to stream and stuff, but I am itching to play Magic after seeing this deck and just this format. This format seems really fun. You know, I want to play the limited set as well. I want to try out the D&D. Uh, limited set people have been decently high on it as well so I, I'm getting the itch I, I need to play um, yeah this deck is a lot of fun and then um, but speaking on this treasure package because it has this light splash um, I want to talk about another um, shell of a deck that I think can you know there's there's a lot there's a lot of things so so there's other decks that we can talk about like Boros Agro, Demir Control, and Angels. These are all like very stock decks that you can find uh, if you go to mtgmelee.com, go through deck lists. There's a 2022 category of all the tournaments that have already been played. You'll find these deck lists. But yeah, we also played to, them on Versus Live as well if you want to yep. check out another source there. Yeah. But because of cards like Kalein and then the green version, which is Prosperous Innkeeper, which is colors green 1 1 when it comes to play, make a treasure and then. It just gains a life each time you, a creature enters the battlefield. Mm -hmm. But you have Jasperi Sentinels, you have Magda, uh, Prosperous Innkeeper, and then Goldspan Dragon. And then you can, you know, pair it with some like Dragon's Fire, Zika's Chariots, Ranger's Class. But then after that, like this, this deck can go blue for All Runs Epiphany and maybe some Toskies, or it can go yep. white with Clearing Spirits and Showdown of the Scalds. Uh, and just. The, the best thing about this format and my biggest pitch to why I love Standard 2022, and I think I'm we're looking at, at the precipice of a potentially awesome standard format after rotation, is that all the, to the treasure generators that are in Standard now mean that going for those splashes, going for those interesting three-color decks is made possible because the mana is not that good. And, and so now you have all these treasure generators that you can you can play other colors. Like I think that there might be a world where the Izzet deck might end up having comas in it. Um, because of Prismari commands and and Galazeth Goldspan Dragon. You might end up being able to just play comas. You might be able to play uh, you know, multiple different variations of green based decks because of the Magda and shit that like this. So mm -hmm. I'm just in love with it because I think that the the brewing and the innovating, there's there's so many things. And there's a lot of cards that are powerful, like Goldspan Dragon, Zika's Chariot, Ranger Class, All Runs Epiphany. But then there's a lot of all the other stuff kind of is comparable to each other. The one thing I'm pretty shocked that uh, we don't have in this list is Z Zorn. Have you seen this card? Uh, yeah, the... Uh, 
it's the two, two or three, two or whatever for three that whenever you get a treasure, make another one. Yeah, exactly. You get to do some ridiculous things and then just sack five treasures pretty quick to activate Magda's second ability and bring a Goldspan Dragon. Oh man, I was having a blast with that uh, that that card in on versus one day. Yeah, I, I I could see that card being possible, but yeah. like that the same thing is you don't want to play cards that don't that aren't kind of self-contained. Yeah. Because like if they interact with them or if you don't draw the right combination of things, it doesn't work right. It, um it's still a powerful form. You just draw a bunch of those mm -hmm. and Jasper or Sentinels, and you're just like, all right, let's go. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got four power in those two creatures. What are you talking about? That's that's big. That's busted. That is big. <laughs> but yeah so it, i think the best example is um so i was like telling cedric this week i'm like i want to write about 2022 i want to do it on versus like i don't i don't know if i'm interested and i'm like this format's great people are talking about there's buzz let me talk about it. let me talk about it. i finally convinced him and then sam black was like i'm gonna write about center 22 and i'm like well fuck is, is is he stepping on my toes after i fought up an uphill battle right about it and his article came out on star city games it's premium on wednesday so i'm not going to say what's in it but it's it's I, I read it and I'm like, oh, none of this I really care about writing about. Like he did not. To be fair, a third of it's about the exalted mm -hmm. book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but the, like there's nothing in there that I care about writing about. So like I get to write the article that the way I want to without any repeat. Um, mm. And that's just how vast this format is. Yeah, that's a good sign for the format. That's for sure. I really hope they change these gauntlets to this format. That would be so fun. Yeah. Oh, I would love it. And yeah. I want a, and I want a, a best of three Q. I hope they listen to us the next week. They give us a best of three Q. One of the will. most fun things in Magic is like exploring block constructed formats before they get broken. <laughs> yes, I agree. What this is. Yeah. You're, you're exploring a new block format. It's low power because it's only a few sets. Um, and, and it's a lot of fun. There, you know, there's a lot of ways you can go. A lot of cards that wouldn't normally be playable that are playable and actually good it's it's a chance to really stretch deck building muscles and um and, and get to play with stuff that you've always wanted to play with but has maybe never been good enough um the longevity right. of these kinds of formats is usually real low because eventually somebody just like there's going to be some deck and if like you know these treasures are really good and stuff probably a three color deck where it's like these are just the most powerful cards in three colors and other decks just can't compete with it then that deck's gonna yeah and it cuts the legs out from like five decks yeah, or something and then it's just down to three exactly decks or something. and then yeah. it just becomes that deck plus some deck that's fast enough to sometimes win against it plus some deck that's uh slow enough and uh, ignores its primary form of interaction to have be able to compete against it and those are the only three decks you can play in the format and that's like that's what often yeah. happens but in the period of time where that's being discovered and people are playing whatever, it, it is really fun. So. Agreed. Well, I what I do like so far is um, because of how focused and powerful some of the archetypes are, um, it does seem challenging for that deck to exist because like, I think the Mardu deck is very good against Mono Green, but Mono Green can sometimes just be on the play and just, you know, stomp you. Mm -hmm. With Sentinel and the Rangers class into Ezekiel's Chariot, and you're just you're dead. It would be like um, kind, of, kind of like a mono yeah. green stompy type thing. So, that... well, that's what. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. That, 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 uh, oh, that was a bit. <laughs> Everything 
Brian does is a vet. Brian is a vet. I, 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 I don't oh really exist. <laughs> like I'm literally just a figment of everyone's collective imagination. Are you catfishing yes, us right now? Yes, I am. Oh my Bros god! Podcast, what have you done with the real the, Brian? I am the real Brian. The, the Bash Bros podcast has been one multi-year-long catfish story. It's all. <laughs> It's 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 sub catfish stories in in constant one giant catfish story. Unbelievable! I can't believe we not got. All right, but yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, like, just the evolution it. of the Bash Bros podcast is that sometimes I just get off. Brad, the yeah, Brad just off it. He <laughs> just he's back to Magna Magda and the Seekers Chariot. Yeah. Here's the oh, key. No. Here's the key to this format for the podcast is sometimes you get off it, Brad, and the other times you should get us off it. So half the time you're doing it. So keep it up. That is true. That is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I honestly think that if anyone out there that actually is interested in playing on Arena and playing something, I this this gets my stamp of approval. I would never touch yeah. standard in a million years unless I have to play it to practice for the gauntlets. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hate every minute of it. Um, and coming from but, you, that is saying a lot because you do love standard, you know, like, and it's just the well, fact that's that not it's true. the same. That's, that's actually not true. What I love is block. I love small contained format. Standard yeah. is just the most competitive small contained format. Yeah. And, and that's honestly, why. And it's just the fact that like, even when Strixhaven came out, it didn't change much. D&D, it didn't change much. We're on a nine month same format streak, you know, and that yeah. is not fun. That's not fun. Yeah, but that's, I, but that's I, what yeah. I like about standard is, is what I like about standard is what I love about block. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is no block constructed anymore, which was a format that I thrived in and, and had a lot of fun. But yeah. these, these 22 formats are that. But I did play standard 2021 last year. I played it for a day and it was boring and I gave up. Mm-hmm. It was like Uro and Adventures, and it was it was stupid. Yeah. But this format with treasures and showdowns and dragons oh and, and angels, you know, like there's a <laughs> lot of exciting games and there's a lot of decisions to be made. Like the Mono Green yeah. deck has a ton of decisions. Like I was boring you with all my options on versus. I know. I was like, you can literally just pick any of them and destroy me. It was it was absurd. That deck felt really good. And, and oh, this it's is so robust. This is the kind of deck that... This is the kind of magic I love the most. It's one of these aggro decks that has a lot of play to it. You have a lot of options. Like these aggro decks that it's just incredibly snowball-y, you know, I mean, just to name one, like plated GOP'd landfalls type decks. There's nothing fun about them. They were just powerful, right? Like, but I love these decks that just have a ton of play. I think the learn mechanic uh, adds a lot of play to it as well. And just all the creature lands, ranger class having three sagas. Like I can just keep going on about how awesome these style of aggro decks are. And yeah, I, I'm hyped to play it. I don't know. I, I kind of think the most fun decks are the ones where you have like infinite decisions on every turn and just none of them lead you to win. <laughs> it's like you, yeah. you, could, you could draw so many cards, you can make so many decisions and it's just. Whoa, 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 Brian. Brian, are you describing every deck you built between the years of 2011 and 2014? Yes. Yeah, are you talking heinous anus right here? No, no, we're talking way back in the day as open decks. It's like. His obs on reanimator decks in a bonfire. Oh, era okay, okay. And stuff like that. Because <laughs> I was going to say, Brian, we mentioned your beautiful masterpiece, Heinous Anus, on uh, Versus Live. Just thinking, like, we thought it was you that ruined the sideboard, how it is now. Be like, we're limited to seven cards because of Brian Braun doing stupid ass that, you know, would just make those decks that couldn't win with 15 <laughs> sideboard cards that you it used. It couldn't win, but it also <laughs> couldn't lose. And that's how it did yeah, win. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> exactly, the Book of Exalted. It's it the was. same thing. That's yeah. why it's banned. <laughs> what I think is absurd, they're like, because we're adding a learn mechanic, we should just limit to seven cards. So the decision making is more complex, but it's like, dude, all these cards are so bad that it, you can't even fill seven right. cards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, give them 15, who cares? Put one of every single card in it. See what happens. <laughs> I, like yeah, um, I, I love this format. Y'all should try it. Uh, let us know if you're playing it. Talk us, talk to us in the Bash Bros Podcast Discord about it. Um, and be sure to check out my article that comes out today detailing all of my deck lists uh, that I think are primed to play right now that I think are all well built. And what I'm, what, what, what I'm playing in my gauntlet for Arena, so... Love it. Uh, love it, love it, love it. Hope they switch it to Gauntlet. Would make me super happy. Me as well. Just to commentate over different formats, you know? Historic, nothing we can really do about that one. <laughs> That's just going to be the same, unfortunately. But if the other half is good, comment. I in. don't think, I assume they're not going to just because then the narrative is why didn't they wait a week? But Challenger Gauntlet is a month before, you know? So uh, there's no way they can do the Challenger Gauntlets. Challenger Gauntlet decks are it's doing a lost two cause weeks. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. No, we're gonna be playing standard in six weeks. We know it. <laughs> All right, it's gonna it be fun. Least. Gonna be fun. But anyway, uh, that's all I got for this episode. Yeah, nice short one, but I, I'm itching to play after just looking at these decks. So uh, I might have to push some time from moving and uh, start battling here. Rank up. Yeah. Also, you said it's a short one, but this is usually what the length of most podcasts when they don't just talk about nonsense for 20 minutes. Speaking of nonsense, <laughs> we got the cast and crew coming up next. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, no, thanks for listening to everyone. Uh, and thanks again for our sponsor this week, which is Pearl Street Game and Coffee House. Yeah, I'm really glad. And I hope that this coffee is just as good to drink as it is to touch my fingers now on my keyboard because it's everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, well, let's start with the cast and crew. Now, the cast and crew, for anyone that doesn't know, is our wonderful supporters on Patreon.com. If you want to be a, uh, to support us and what we do, go to Patreon.com slash Bash Bros Podcast and become a member today. And today. we're kicking things off with Adam, who is BBD's personal hype man. How does it feel to have everything you say repeated and not even on social media. Yeah, man. it feels pretty good. I, I got to say, Adam was really big into uh, was I don't even know whatever joke I made that you immediately went back into talking about the cards. Adam loved that joke. So, <laughs> so wow. every time you open your mouth, uh, <laughs> not every time. <laughs> Sometimes he's just gasping at something, you know, shocking in front of him without saying stuff. That, that happens. Oh, yeah. Next up, we got Brandon, and that is the official BBP spokesperson, but also mainly scapegoat. Anytime we need an announcement made, Brandon takes the fall for us and, and just really, you know, falls on the knife. We're just very lucky that our editor deletes anything that would be bad or we would really need Brandon to step in. Exactly. Yep. And then speaking of speaking of things I could delete it, Brian, you were a little racy this episode. What? <laughs> what? It, it's a bit. Move on. <laughs> That's a pretty bad bit. What does Eric do? I'm gonna have to get us back on track. Brad's bits keep derailing this this, this episode. Whoa. All right, we got uh, we got Eric, and that is BBP's emotional support changeling. 
so effectively provides emotional support to all of us, which we all desperately need. I do love support and I love it to change in different forms. So yeah. Well, Eric's, if you Eric's love support, awesome. Corey, why does this chair you're letting me use have no <laughs> yeah, back the lumbar is Because I have the good chair up here, you not fool. Fucking existent, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh wait yeah we forgot our name there you go that's you Brad. oh yeah that's me all right steve <laughs> our general counsel and chief legal analyst um you you yeah what well, I, mm, I don't mm, general counsel and chief legal analyst joke what's the joke what's there, the joke i actually called steve for legal advice this week though i'm not gonna lie he is truly a lawyer Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's actually I, really cool. Yeah, I got some I got some home advice. Uh, you know, it's a long, long what, story. Did, did, and and didn't charge you? Didn't charge me. Steve is the shit. We love that, him. That is that is amazing. Thank <laughs> you so much, Steve. Yeah, yeah. And on another note, I'm getting sued by my new home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Next up, we got DJ, and that is the official copycat. So I also actually called DJ after I called Steve to get some more advice. Gave me the same advice. but Actual know, same advice? Actual same advice, like word for word. He even used his same, even used Steve's exact same tone. It was pretty impressive. DJ is, you know, a man of his craft. Corey's Corey's just having on onset uh, early onset yeah. dementia. <laughs> early Real onset early dementia on calls me twice. That, but where where am I, anyways? Question I ask myself oh. every day. <laughs> <laughs> where am I? What am I? Who am I? Who am I? Yeah, All exactly. Right. And where is Bino yeah, Gatista? That's, that's the, that's that's the main question. Bino Gatista. Was supposed to be the special guest in this episode. Probably would have been way better if he if he was. But sadly, mm -hmm. he had already been booked for this time slot. Uh, yeah, he what? had scheduled an Wait, appearance uh, on, on a competing podcast for this very slot. Um, and after some prying, we found out it was actually the Aspros podcast that he was on. So... Wow, that's pretty yeah, shitty. Of real, him. real big betrayal there from Vino. Wow, wow, not cool. Uh, on, a, on a lighter note, I've had my noise canceling headphones on. Have my dogs just been? Have the dogs just been making noise this whole time? I haven't heard them, but was that not a light note? Us talking about Vino Gatista? It seemed pretty light still. Oh, uh, I mean, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. If you really want to go there, hey, Esther Rudy, who is our business <laughs> analyst, uh, we probably do need a, and we need to look back at our businesses and our delis. So, uh, so I don't think Rudy, I don't think he's a analyst. Is 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 no, red the good color when it comes to businesses? No, uh, no, because okay, we are in oh, red. Oh. So I thought maybe that was good. Ooh, ooh. okay. No, I mean, that's, but that's how business works these days, right? You. You, you bleed money, and then you get bought for millions of dollars. That's what we're trying to do, right? Our podcast can get bought for millions of dollars. Yeah, we're... I think we're, we're on our way. Part where one of our ancestors <laughs> is the CEO of some billion-dollar corporation, and they buy us up. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I don't know. I think we're on our way for Pearl Street Gaming and Coffee House to just, you know, buy us out <laughs> for a million dollars. Oh, so sure, yeah. We're waiting. We're waiting. 
But uh, next up, we got Inside Esports, and that is our esports event organizer on MTG Melee. Hashtag sponsored, hashtag chill, hashtag hell yeah, hashtag check out their events because they are really cool. They're just, they're every day now. Did you notice that? There's just an event every day. So if you go yeah. on Melee, just check them out. Like if you want to play some fun tournaments for some actual value, do it. Ooh, and on an MTG Melee note, we our PayPal stuff is almost ready to go. In a couple weeks, we'll finally have PayPal as a service. Ooh, they're going to PayPal me stuff? No, 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 no. Oh. Oh. I'm saying as a service that you can use on MTG Melee. I can bring my pal That's to pay news. for me? That's big news for a lot of other places in the world. Trust me. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, I can bring my pal to pay for my events or... All right, uh, next up. <laughs> that is BBP's leading resident <laughs> pastafarian. Hashtag sponsored, hashtag shell, hashtag paid. Speaking oh, of don't even start, Brad. I know where you're going with it, and don't even start. He's going to Wapa. Oh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say that I lost the pasta credit card game yesterday at Olive Garden. Well, I was gonna bring up going to eat i wasn't gonna say that oh, you lost wow, the game Brad. oh but yeah bbd oh. i've taken over your slot of losing basically every Dude, single like, credit okay, card brian, game. brian this is actually just fucking annoying because <laughs> i have lost like 80 percent mm. of our games no oh i have i have and he complains so much about losing all the time <laughs> that's because i was never losing until you got here i was like walking on sunshine and then you came back and i got put right on the you know the real but it's world like again so annoying and infuriating to have to hear him complain every time when i'm in the hole <laughs> like he has gotten more value out of me and complaining that he loses all the I time i can see how that would be annoying yeah. granted i have no frame of reference as i'm in the hole against anyone i've ever gamed against but <laughs> yeah, i actually yeah. do think you are you 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 have lost more than anyone I've ever <laughs> yeah, imagined. Yeah, I agree. You're the most unlucky person on the face of the earth. It's not like I just think that there's a rule that if the bill is anywhere less than eighty or more than four hundred, I've never seen anyone else lose. <laughs> I, I've seen other people lose. I, I'll say this: I, yeah. I am definitely in the hole when it comes to credit card gaming. Like, I there's no way I, I I'm like pretty significantly. I, I wouldn't say significantly in the hole, but I'm definitely like well into the hole but i wouldn't say that i'm the most unlucky person Corey's ever met in fact i'd say i'm pretty lucky as a whole oh yeah yeah as non, a non yeah, like for outside sure. of specifically the credit mm. card game i'm pretty lucky pretty lucky oh i was talking specifically the credit yeah, card I'm, game, I'm very unlucky with the game <laughs> you and majors probably probably the worst yeah Oh yeah, the Danes ripped majors apart in Australia. <laughs> they, they fucking, the Danes took him goal, for everything he was worth. The Danes goal was <laughs> it was his first tournament with a uh, a platinum appearance fee, and their goal was to take his entire appearance fee, and they got twenty six hundred of it. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> he lost that much gaming with them. I feel like yeah. they cheated him. I know they didn't. But like the narrative just is absurd that that majors lost that much to them. Good times, good times. All right, next up we got Wapa, who is my personal barista and dog walker, uh, but will not walk BBD, and that's probably because my dog and BBD are on different sides of the country now. Yeah, that's a big commute just to walk BBD and it's, then go. It's actually yeah. worse because Wapa is on that side of the country <laughs> yeah ah, whatever whatever anyways next up we got adham and that is our ghostwriter so you know any words we say it comes from adham we we do not write our own material we're very unoriginal 
That is that is true. <laughs> we have been making the same jokes for years. And there's even better. Speaking of the same jokes that we've been making for years, we have David Watt, who is a special guest screener, who continues to do a bang-up job. Bang-up. Perfect job. Yeah. Without him, I don't know how we would function. Don't know. Yeah. All right, Paul. Up next, we got Paul Kath. Oh, Sarowski. Man, Brian, you should have. You, you, I cracked you, it. You, I cracked you were too it soon. Episode. I'm sorry. I mean, we just watched Fast 9, and to quote, you know, the first Fast and the Furious, that was too soon, kid. Much like she said to Brian before, you, you, yeah, you, you finished too early, buddy. <laughs> I was like, where are you going? Too with soon. That? Too soon. <laughs> All right. But that is BBD's wall starting photographer. <laughs> Next up, we got Phil and Phil once again. I, I think is on the top of our spreadsheets and different you know status reports. It's really doing the top notch work, and I have nothing bad to say about Phil. Phil just keeps doing it all. So great work, Phil. You still don't know what Phil does, do you? I don't know what Phil does. No, 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 not a clue. Phil, mm. can you just tell us what you do already? What do you do, Phil? Like, just what would, message us. What would you, you say? Know you know what do social media here. is. Yeah, maybe you don't. But mm. you knew enough to get onto Patreon, and there's a messaging system. Mm. Tell us what you do, Phil. I know it. <laughs> Tell us what you do around here. I know what JP does. It's Mangu's timestamp finder, which it's mm. a job that is increasingly, increasingly losing relevance in our new, uh, how do I say this, totalitarian Bash Bros podcast. Where we're, we're no longer allowed to go on wild tangents. We're no longer allowed. What the fuck are you talk talking about? We could. I just about went on a random wild bullshit tangent. for the first thirty-seven minutes of the episode before not talking at all about anything relevant, magic-related. Those were the golden days. All right, fine. Next, the golden days. Fine, yeah. All right, fine, Brian. Brian. Next week we're going to have you on the special guest again, and we will not talk about magic. Awesome. Next week will not will be a magicless podcast. We'll talk about whatever. We'll talk about content, whatever you find funny. Well, I, I t we can just make fart jokes right, the entire time. Right now, time. I'm real big on fish. Wild. Just fish, <laughs> fish and mostly fish, fish related tacks, apparel. Right? <laughs> Love it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk about all your different pairs of cargo pants as well. we'll talk about the variety of ways that. Dude, I, I am so down for a, a segment next week to just be Brian's love of me yes, more the apparel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm in. I'm in. Uh, all right. Next up, we got Salt Nabasi, who is our designated matador, and that's a very easy one. It's every card in this format that produces a treasure, but actually just Which is every card okay. in this okay. format. So... Yeah. <laughs> next up, we got Eric Nall, and that is our BBP... Uh, or actually promoted from the BBP trash man to the BBP head of head of health and safety. So, you know, just making sure all these parties that we've been able to go to now have been safe. Eric Nall comes in, sprays everybody down with disinfectant uh, and, and aggressively. Sure, yeah. uh, very aggressively. But Eric's keeping us safe. So yeah, we're like walking to a decontamination room and it's I don't know. The whole process is really demoralizing. Yeah, that's because Dr. Unks is also it's in there. Making sure that Brian, stop going to Dr. Unks' office. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. For Christ's sakes, BBD, stop going to Dr. Unsuspecting. Speaking of a way to regain your humanity after the horrors suffered by Eric Nall, you could go to our merch store page and buy things (laughs) as managed by Garamelde. Yeah, yeah this is this is not a bit. We do have a merch store. You can purchase things from it. We've got a variety of shirts. And so there, go take a look. And they're clean. They're sterile. And they have a little bit of dust on them because they have not been selling. So I have a, I have a question <laughs> now. That, now that I think about it, I wonder if we should promote our merch store at the beginning of our shows. Because I think, I don't know how many people continue listening to the cast and crew that aren't in the cast and crew. I have no idea. We're down I have no to like 13, 14 mm. listeners at this point for sure. Yeah, but so, like, if we're down to such a low number, it's just the same people that are hearing us pitch the clothes that we send them because they're part of the $30 casting crew. (laughs) (laughs) Admittedly, we... like our marketing could be a little better. Admittedly, we need a new casting crew member in charge of marketing. I will will agree. Any good marketing experts out there, get to patreon.com. Give us money and you you can have that role. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give us money, and then you can teach us mm-hmm. how to make more money. Exactly. <laughs> that Capitalism. Yeah. That won't, won't be kicked back in any way. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll give you exposure if you want it, though. <laughs> yeah. Or Dr. Unks will give you exposure. You I don't will know. not want it. Let's just be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Next up, we got Patrick, who is the office party coordinator. Uh, and yeah, we're going to go party tonight, Corey. We are. We're going to watch the basketball game tonight. I've been, uh, I've been moving for the, like the last four days trying to, you know, just do a bunch of shit. And tonight we are just going to relax, watch the game. It's going to be sweet. Uh, next up we got Filippos Galanis and that is Brad's soundboard operator. But since Brad does not have the soundboard anymore, has actually asked to be, which I consider very insulting, demoted. I just don't get it to Corey's hype man. You know, maybe it's because I don't fucking need one because I'm so loud. That's probably it. Yeah, that's, that's probably, probably it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably, probably it. it. Well, Filippos gets a lot of days off then. All right, somebody who never takes a day off, Laura Roar, our CEO. Yeah, Hard you know, working. they say excellence oh, yeah. starts to the top, and there's no one higher than Laura Roar. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, except for one person, Victor, who is my first place trophy holder. Mm. This is a tough job. Can you still get trophies if you're a best of one gamer? <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough job, but nobody's got to do it. So. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's got to do it. Speaking of tough job that BBD doesn't want anyone to do, we got Dr. Unks, and that is our resident proctologist, but mainly specializes on BBD's behind. And let me tell you, BBD, you got to be clean down there by now, right? Like, you got to be you got to be in the clear. Uh, You would think. Yeah, how, how is your anal health doing, Brian? Yeah, how's your anal health? I, this is what we really need to know. Well, my, uh, you want my stool results? Is that what you're asking for? Yeah. Sure. Yes. Sure. They uh, they came back. Uh, you have to sit down Brown? for this one. But they came back pretty well. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Great job. Pretty well. Yeah. There was uh, only some slight problems. <laughs> only marginally life threatening. Not anything bad. <laughs> marginally <Yeah>. life threatening. <laughs> it's like ninety percent cool. And that's a good note. Ten. Ninety percent cool. Ten percent life threatening. It's like no big deal, really. Forty percent concentrated <laughs> <Exactly>. power of will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
that's going to do it here on uh, the Bash Bros podcast. We're going to let you go. Have a wonderful weekend watching the NBA Finals or doing whatever you're doing, playing Magic. I, for one, am going to be playing the pre-release to at a giant with my wonderful fiance for the first time in years. And I'm going to be I, playing with Ross Barium. Yeah, I think the last time we played a pre-release was Corset 2021, or maybe it was before that. I don't remember the last time that before COVID. I think it was Corset 2021. Yeah. No, it might have been earlier than that. Well, it's going to be fun. And there's going to be a blast. There's a margarita place right next door, so we can just have the challenge where in between every round, we get a margarita and just see how round four goes, you know? Well, I am looking forward to it, but like uh, like like you said, uh, it is against the terms of service of Wizards of the Coast to be uh, inebriated during a professional or before a match at a local game store. That just All can't right. be true. I have literally been it's to a local game store. It's percent true. I went to a game they store. Look the other way. Yeah, Sorry, this is <laughs> this is not a thing that you should argue for on on a public medium. Let's just go there. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll be drinking water. I'll be drinking water. Oh, no, we can have a few drinks. We can't just do our normal bottle of tequila. Bottle of tequila? Who do you think I am? I'd be, I'd have a hangover for five days. Me oh, having I'll just a leave couple it on drinks. This one. Yeah. I'll leave it on this one. When I was 19, I was, I was just learning how to drink. And I was just downing tequila. And my friend, Justin Berry, mm-hmm. uh, to doxed him. Um, What's his address? What's said, his social? Brad. Well, to be fair, he has no social media presence. No, I'm a social security number. Um, he's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, so he goes, Brad, you should cool. It. You know, this phrase one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four. And I just looked at him and I said, I am twice as big as that motherfucker. Five tequila, seven tequila or six tequila, seven tequila more. <laughs> that didn't work half, out. They had me half. They found me half naked walking to a Denny's. <laughs> wow wow so you old schooled it up huh oh yeah i was i was i was hammered oh. uh, but yeah that's how we're gonna end the show see y'all later bye